Hello, welcome to Mark Langley's Horsemanship Podcast, a podcast all about training your horses in a calm, connected way. I'm Jenny Barnes. And I'm Mark Langley. Mark, I have a question here from Belinda, who has an eight-year-old thoroughbred that has learned to bite due to body pain. That body pain has been sorted, but now he thinks it's okay to continue on biting her and raising his head, turning his hind towards her. He has trained her to move rather quick and not go near him much at all. She's wondering where does she start? Is it with the flag, the round yard, moving his feet? She has other horses that she can deal with fine. This one has just been hurt so many times and he is at the bottom of the herd. She also just mentions that he goes for her ankles and shoulders no matter what she uses, a whip, a lundrape or a stick to get him away. He just keeps coming. She can't even rug him anymore, let alone brush him. Uh, yeah, Belinda, it's a, I think your horse, um, being the bottom of the pecking order in the herd, he's going to carry a lot of anxiety from that. And it's common that people come to my, my clinics and I'll, uh, I'll see a horse that carries quite a lot of, um, you know, cooped up. It seems like aggression and anxiety. And uh, oftentimes those horses are also at the peck, bottom of the pecking order. So you've got to think that he's got a, a life that... Um, where he doesn't feel so good in his herd so there's a lot of you know bad feelings in there just from from normal life um and a lot of those horses that you know it's, it seems to be like monkey see monkey do i you know i get pushed around all the time and and when you come in and and he thinks you're not listening to him in the right ways well he's just gonna show you lots of aggression and things like that so um the biggest thing you have to sort of really understand is there's still that uh, responsibility of you to, to listen to him a little earlier um, because he's got um, anxiety in him and things like that when you approach him um, maybe waiting a little and trying to understand what he's trying to you know if he's trying to understand you and you're not going in his bubble too soon and respecting his bubble is very important uh, so that's that's really important for him and that's one of the keys into getting him to sort of accept you and go, oh, okay, she's not so bad. Um, maybe I don't have to get a little angry. And, you know, maybe he's not ready to be rugged either, like, you know, chucking a rug on him and getting in his space, um, you know, because you want to be able to do stuff with him um, is going to make him anxious because, you know, he's, he's constantly bounced around in the herd at the bottom of the pecking order. So you coming into his space and doing stuff with him is going to, also, you know, potentially be a, a threat um, be, to his bubble. So listening to that's really important. And that just just a bit of approach and retreat. I'm, you know, I'm approaching you, and oh, gee, I, I see you harden a little, so I might stop a little bit and wait, and you know, and then as you're waiting, you might, you know, relax and smile and just be be sort of happy that it's a good day and. Um, and then maybe allow, like, listen so he can allow you into his space a little more. Uh, and that's going to be very important in his uh, confidence and, you know, connection with you. But also what's, what's really important um, is you can uh, get him to let go of those hard thoughts without making him feel like you're going to boss him around. So most definitely I wouldn't start moving his feet around and, you know, saying, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take control and be the alpha because that's what makes him feel bad in the herd, and that's not gonna make him feel any bit better with you, and it'll keep a lot of those emotions inside him, um, 
So you just want him to let go of, of what he thinks about you. Um, so that, you know, as I said, part of that's going to be through the listening. The other part's going to be through just getting to let go of, of what he's thinking. So that could be through a distraction. So yeah, if you did use the flag or something like that, or if you were standing with him, um, you know, that, that, you know, if you banged your leg or did something, um, you're completely neutral about it and you just want him to let go of that thought. So say if you went to bite and you popped the flag against your leg and he went, oh, what was that? You didn't uh, attack him with the flag. You didn't come towards him within your body language. You didn't sort of react and come at him. You just said, let go of that. And it might have been just enough of a distraction to make him let go of what he was just about to do. But right after that, you'd still be there smiling and you might even just put your hand out softly so he can sniff on it or something. So you're saying to him, I'm still here as a friend and I'm, um, I, I'm not, you know, trying to threaten you and 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 say I'm going to fight you every time you get angry. So yeah, get him to let go. That's really important. But um, the the fact that he's moving your feet a lot is also a bit of a concern. So sometimes just standing there and smiling and not buying into those emotions of your horse is so important because sometimes you know I, I'll get people to stand with their sort of horse and just to stand there and and the horse kind of does all this stuff but the person doesn't flinch or doesn't worry or doesn't do anything and the horse goes oh hang on a minute I, I was trying this and I was trying this and it didn't work and the other thing is he subtly uh well so he's subtly moving you and he knows that so he kind of maybe thinks that he might be you know okay this is one I can move around because the other horses pick on me so I'm going to do it with you. but So you don't allow him to move your feet or anything like that, but it doesn't mean you have to go move his. you just got to say, hey, I'm, I'm strong and I'm here and you can't move me like that. You can't, you know, so believe in your spot. So every time you stand or every time you move somewhere, every time you're putting your foot down when you're walking, you're grounding that foot to say, this is my ground, I believe in it, and I'm having a good day. Um, and... Don't let his energies shift you and don't let his emotions shift you either. And then he'll start to recognise that. Uh, but any time he's a little interested and a little soft and wants to, you know, then you're still available to be there to help him. And, um, and I think doing all those things together, you'll start to notice a difference. As I say, it's the listening um be more aware of him when he starts to tell you he's not so sure especially when you're walking up from a distance especially when you're going to lay a hand on him make sure he's engaging with you and interacting with you when you when, when you go and sort of communicate with him um don't let him shift your feet be strong be 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 centered in yourself um and have away when he does start to come in even though you've done all those other things and he starts to start to think hang on I'm nippy and I'm anxious that you can just say let go of that thought um and still stand calm and smiling and be there when he's sort of interested in a more of a curious way opposed to just trying to bite you um some horses sometimes yeah no I'd, I'd say just stick to those things for now and see how you go I could get a little deeper on other subjects and different horses but I think maybe if you just try those things, I've had you know good responses with horses like that just just by you know taking those three things on board. But but with those three things, you're working from from different ends of, ends of the spectrum. You know, one is listening, 
uh, which is so important. The other one is, um, you know, um, changing him a little bit, change, you know, trying to distract that that thought and being stronger in yourself, but still happy and smiling on the inside. Okay, the next question is from Kelly. She's been doing some groundwork with her horse, Annie, while she's been waiting for the body worker to come. She's been using the indirect rein to get her to step over with the hindquarters, which was a battle of the wills at the start. She's now a lot softer. However, she is screwing or pivoting on her front inside leg. And she thought that she was meant to move it. Otherwise, is it just another brace? So to get her to move, she uses the direct rein to get her to step in and around. She is doing it from a standstill. So is that maybe why she's having problems? Yeah, Kelly, um, knowing the mare and knowing, you know, there, there will be another brace. I think with her, like, you'll fix a brace, but there will be other little braces in there that you'll sort of fix along the way. But um, basically when it comes to that indirect brain pressure, it's very common that a horse will um, still be stuck and they'll do a hindquarter yield where they're actually pivoting on their front inside foot but not moving it and they're just kind of screwing it into the ground as they're moving their, their hind feet around. So you just got to break it up a little bit. So um, you could sort of stand there with her and, and, and hold that indirect rein until she lets go. Because sometimes it's very important um, to, to have a horse standing still, holding, a, a, as you say, an indirect rein, your, your, your instance, an indirect rein pressure, which, which for anyone else um, that's, that's listening, uh, the indirect rein that you're using uh, is that rein that will be an angle that comes uh, once the horse is bent, it's going to be sort of an angle that goes from from where the the rein is on the attached to the horse. So uh, on 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 a bit or a halter, it's the angle of it's going up towards uh, behind the wither to, to to pointing towards your belly button uh, if you're riding. So you imagine your belly button sitting up there and you're pushing that rein up towards your belly button. So even if you held the rein short or long, that's that's the angle of that rein roughly up towards the belly button and, and sometimes you can lift it and things like that to get a bit more clarity, but you don't want to cross over too much or put it in front of the wither. Um, but so it is important that a horse can stand still and then you can get them to sort of rebalance and softly rebalance without trying to stretch and straighten out from a standstill. But often there's horses that um, what they do is they, they, they sort of, yeah, they just start to, still brace a little bit and just sort of you know hold you know this shoulders are still heavy um and and in in the ground a little bit so that they they they, they do pivot on that, that inside foot so what i would do in that instance um i i tend to sort of get the horses leading off the side of me like a hills voice clothesline i just put my arm out and i hold the horse down lead till, till they're soft and they're just floating even if you're sort of floating it backwards and forwards um till she's nice and soft in your hand with a fairly short lead um, and what I would start to also try to do is as I'm leading her forwards and backwards I gently lift the head up and walk her forward and I may use a flag I may do something just to create a little bit more awareness in her so the walk gets a little bit more life in it and she's sort of but still walking quite slowly and I'll have her head up a little bit so I'm not just going to lead her with her head down I'm just going to maybe lift it up a little bit so so they lift up and they're walking and they get a bit more life. And then when they've got that bit more life, then I might sort of let the horse pivot around me a little bit as it's flowing forward, take some indirect pressure and then start to yield that hind out. And when the horse feels 
um, like it's got energy in life and you'll feel it in your hand, you'll feel it kind of floaty and, uh, and then you sort of take that indirect rein, those hips just move out softly and if it looks like, you know, your horse starts to kind of start to put weight on the front and especially pivot and screw down on that inside front foot, then basically you can just go straight back to say hindquarter yield then straight into now move forward again with a bit of life and 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 uh, a bit of elevated life, I suppose, in, in the way you lead in your hand. And, and if you keep sort of putting those two things together, you'll find you'll get some flow and hindquarter yield at the same time. So, yeah, you know, so, but, you, you know, and then you might go back to standing still, getting her to yield, and then maybe walking off once she starts that yield uh, to encourage her to, to move those feet, I guess. Okay, um, the next question is from Tash. Uh, just an easy question, she says, but how do you tie the lead rope to the halter for riding? Okay, well, it depends how you want to ride. If you want to ride, say, on the length of the lead rope, if you want to ride in split reins or join reins. So if you want to ride in join reins, basically, um, if you were to just tie that lead rope around that, the bottom of the halter um, with a half hitch, then all you're going to do is do the same thing, but you put the two ends. So say that's one end and you tie it around your holder. Basically, you just put the two ends together and, and imagine that that's one halter lead. And then you just do your half, half hitch um, around the uh, loop on your halter. So that would be how you'd have a join rein. Uh, if you want a, a split rein, the half hitch that goes around that halter lead rope, you just keep, uh, so say there's a little tiny tail that pokes out like about this long when it's tied onto your halter, you just loosen that and keep pulling that tail through and keep pulling that tail through and loosen until basically uh, those two tails are even in the same length. So, so then um, you've got split reins and that's a really easy way to do it without a lot of knot. Wow, thank you. Thank you, Mark. That actually uh, made sense to me as I was watching you. So anyone who, who's just listening to the podcast, uh, it's, the members can jump on onto the membership and watch the video. Um, right, and we've got one more question from Alicia. She bought a new saddle in lockdown, so she couldn't get it fitted, but she's going to soon. It seems to be too long, but in the meantime, her boy is so worried about her putting her saddle on. He's very nervous and fidgety and can pull back. She's trying to find a way to distract him while she does it. The main worry is not putting it on, but doing up the girth. Uh, once she's got the saddle on and done up, he's fine. Yes, it sounds like he needs a lot of leading by work. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I teach people to do a lot of, and it's getting horse to lead by so you can lead them by your shoulder handle them all over whilst they're leading by, handle them with saddle blankets, things like that. And you're just walking them like at the end of your, on the side of your hand and lead them past you. And you're constantly moving them forward thoughtfully until um, I guess they lead by and you can rub, rub them all over. And, uh, and that'd be the same saddle blanket, saddle, things like that. If you put a light saddle on, you can hold it, move them and stop them, move them, stop them while you rub. So, so instead of having a horse standing still and you're walking up to it with those pressures and the horse kind of braces and then you've got to stop a little and then, and then you sort of continue in, you actually 
hold the object or hold your hand up or whatever you want to rub the horse with. You walk backwards and lead the horse beside you and, and let them come closer and closer and closer until you can rub them with your hand or the object as they're passing you. But you're closely watching the threshold as in as their eye softens and they soften into your hand, you know that they're accepting and they come a little further and further until you can do that down both sides. I found that to be one of a really effective way of getting a lot of horses just to soften. And because uh, you look like you're a stronger gravity, as in you're kind of walking backwards and drawing them into your conversation, they get more confidence and you're not kind of imposing yourself on them. They actually come in on you. Um, they feel a lot better. And once the horse can do that, then there's not that pullback sort of thing because they're actually, every time they pull back, you've, you put a feel on that lead and you're asking them to walk forward. So, yeah, um, so, you know, I wouldn't have a horse tied up to, to, to do that if it was at that stage the next thing is is you you sounds like your horse is still a little bit anxious about belly pressure so you put a loop like a rope with a loop on the end so you can actually um, put the rope around you can tighten it and loosen it just like a lariat around a horse's belly or a lasso um, and you, you take a little feel on that on that pressure around around the horse's rib cage with the with the belly rope and, and the good thing about a belly rope, you can loosen it if you need to. So what I, what I would do is maybe I'd take a little pressure and I'd, and I, and I'd have, have a forward pressure as in I'd be standing a little in front of the horse and the horse would go, oh, I'm a bit tight and it might lean and wriggle. And then when it steps forward and loosens, you loosen that pressure and say, thanks for the softening and loosening. And you're looking for the horse to you know, soften a little bit in its emotion too when it, and, and also move its feet. And then some people might say, well, your horse is going to, just walk off every time you girth it but that's not really the case because what will happen is you'll say come forward with that pressure and it'll loosen and soften so instead of getting tight and anxious and you know backing up and things like that you just hold a little pressure until um the horse has an alternative which is lead forward if you had to help your horse a little you could leave it with a bit of pressure on the lead rope to say hey this might be a good idea to come forward and then when the horse moves forward thoughtfully you loosen the pressure on the belly and, and it goes oh that's all i had to do but once the horse becomes comfortable with that pressure and then starts to move with it, then you can start to maybe allow it come by and then take a little feel on it, uh, on the belly rope, and the horse will go, well, what do I do now? And you might just hold a little feel, and it goes, oh, well, and it pushes a little bit, but as it pushes, it'll feel it tighten a little and it'll, until it kind of loosens and stops. And then when it stops, you'll loosen up and say, thank you for stopping. Thanks for listening to the feel of that. So you can actually get your horses to lead forward and stop with it and even to get to a stage they'll lead backwards a little bit with it too just like a halter lead rope and and giving it the alternative to, to to that belly pressure so the horse can sort of move and think uh certainly takes a lot of brace or freeze out of them when saddling and then you get to a stage that you can sort of stand still with your feet so you might lead a bit forward and then lead a bit in or things like that and then you get, get to a stage you can stand still and just Rub, rub, rub your horse all over and then just do up that girth straight up. So straight up and standing still and playing with that belly rope would mean I'm not going anywhere, I'm not leading. But if you led forward like this and, and stepped across, the horse leads off with that. So after a while, it means up and just playing with it just means I'm just playing with it. Um, so, so yeah, and that, that I found helps a lot of horses um, soften and have a bit more purpose with something around their barrel. And then it'll soften the saddling process up. So um, 
you find if I think if you did that, like get the horse to walk down your side so you can handle it with everything and then put a bit of belly rope, put a bit of purpose in that belly rope and then um, go back to saddling, you'll find you'll have some, you know, uh, I think some more positive responses. That's great. Thank, thank you, Mark. Now, New South Wales is opening up and uh, we're going to be lucky enough to have you with us for the next Q&A. So we look forward to seeing you and it should be with better reception and uh, a bit more clarity. So sorry for the poor quality uh, of this session. Thank you for bearing with us. And uh, we look forward to uh, more questions in a fortnight's time. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, Jenny. Thanks, everybody.